Welcome to Tiki Central Canada. Ever wonder what's in that cool, refreshing drink that you just have to have on that hot summer's day? Mmm, me too. Picture a man going on a journey beyond sight and sound. He has left society. He has entered Tiki Central with palm trees, beach sand, blue skies, and God, get me a drink now. Here's your hosts, Craig, Paula, and Mark, and their wacky views in drinks, life, and maybe information. Hey folks, and hey, how we doing? It's Craig here from Tiki Central Canada. I'll be your bartender, your mixologist, and hopefully information for the hour. We'll see how it goes. Hope. There we go. And Paula's here. How we doing, Paula? Great. How are you guys? <laughs> She's enjoying her t- blue Hawaiian too much. She's like, wait a minute, <laughs> folks. I have to get a sip in here. <laughs> it's, I always <laughs> think there's going to be enough time. <laughs> there's never enough time. <laughs> She's trying to sneak a sip in there. It's all good, Craig. No, we're fine. It's all good. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fine. And actually, we are still mobile from Paula's house, or I call it Paula's Palace. No. You know. It's no? my, my cottage in the woods. <laughs> That's right. Next thing, coyotes will be running by as we go by. Okay, there we go. We have everything else. There we go. She is our cocktail tiki newbie. And uh, speaking about uh, tiki, our expert, Mr. Mark, is here. How are we doing, Mark? We're doing okay. Awesome. And he's enjoying the, uh, what the rum are you talking this about? This is uh, from Venezuela, Diplomatico. Oh. Uh, distillery collection number one batch kettle rum. Oh, my Ooh. God. It is potent. It is it strong. Is. It, it is. is. And it, it came with the house, so I'm glad we're here. <laughs> That's right. It was his welcoming, it was in his gift bag for like, welcome to my house. A- oh. <laughs> Careful. Well, if you give him too much of that, he might stay. That's right. <laughs> He'll certainly be back. That's right. He will be back for sure. You better. Oh, that's love. There we go. That's love. There we go. <laughs> I'm enjoying the fact that I don't have to drive all the way across town. That's right. She can enjoy her blue Hawaiian and just macrame herself into her own couch. Yes. She's actually doing it from her couch. There we go. It's, it's, working, <laughs> up, it's working up pretty good for her. There we go. It is working out. <laughs> and I think me and Mark are on the, uh, like, you know, if you're having a China set, like, you know, a little tiki party, like a little tea party, this is with the little table with the little chairs. Yeah. There we go. We're having... It's Thanksgiving and we're at the kids' table. We're at the kids' table, that's it, yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. We are. This we're... was literally the cheapest Ikea set that I found when I moved into Canada. <laughs> Seriously. We're at the kids' table. We've been demoted down yeah, to the kids' yeah. table. <laughs> like, well, we can... We, we can't want... be at the big boys' table anymore, that's yeah, it. That's you want to okay. know that the worst part is that I do not have comfier chairs to offer you guys. <laughs> That's I really thing. don't, because upstairs it's all high chairs. You know, it's, it's hilarious. You go to my house, you know, and it's like, you know, it's velvet and yeah. uh, crushed velvet and everything. No, we are. <laughs> we are chairs. <laughs> the house is big, but, you know, we're very. Big. Oh, my God. I think I needed a map to find out oh, where my car was. <laughs> oh, my God. She's like, okay, Craig, no problem. The garage is this way. And I'm like, straight, then yeah. turn, then left, through another door, yeah, yeah, down the tr- stairs. Yeah, turn left at the door. helipad. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> if we were in Sao Paulo, probably. <laughs> exactly, yeah. All right, let's go on to the show, shall we? What drink will we be covering today? So today we're going to talk about the Paluma cocktail, which is for the Day of the Dead. Can I start correcting you already? Already. 
Paloma. Yes, thank you very much. So it's a Paloma cocktail from Day of the Dead because remember last year we did a Day of the Dead episode because it was near Halloween and this one's actually going to be around Halloween as well when it comes out and I didn't want to do a Halloween drink and I still don't want to do a Halloween drink. And also too, Halloween's really going to be non-existent this year almost. Is it right? November 2nd? Um, Halloween? No, no Day Halloween of the Dead. October. No, Day of the Dead goes like, as we talked about last year, it's it's a three-day process. Oh, okay, so the first yeah. day is basically for the kids. We'll, we'll, we'll go more in depth into okay. that and later okay, on. sorry. Um, so the the drink actually means the, the dove. No, oh, that's nice. That's the translation of it, the dove. Oh. Do you remember where the dove is from James Bond? Oh, oh Lord. Come on now. You probably won't know. You won't, I know you won't know. But will Mark know? No. The dove. from For your eyes only. The guy that was the bad guy or the hitman would always put a dove on the the his victim. Huh. That was his trademark, the dove. Yes. I just remember the poster for that movie. Oh, do we all? <laughs> wow. He, he didn't even specify what which 007 it is. Uh, a, for your eyes only. It was called For Your Eyes Only. Oh. And it was... Uh, oh, that's a movie. Was gonna, it okay. was the British one. No, it was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was not Sean Connery. No, it was uh, yeah Roger Moore, and uh, oh yeah, the poster is very uh, well. You'll, you'll the Good. poster is very uh, yeah for young teenager boys. It was yeah. a very uh, interesting poster. Okay, yeah, yeah. we always uh, <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Oh, this is an adult, uh, not you know this is yeah. an old age. So it there we go. A, yeah, for your thighs only. <laughs> for your thighs only. Exactly, should have been called. <laughs> Jeez. On that note, <laughs> yeah. So is this Paloma the Dove a tiki drink? Uh no. <gasps> and then no, which is like two shows in a row of this. What? Yeah, uh, exactly, <laughs> Craig. So what it is is that the Day of the Dead. So we thought, you know, because remember last year we did a show on Day of the Dead. We didn't do Halloween, and yes, Halloween is when the show is going to be coming out or around that time. And so the Day of the Dead we thought would be great because it's a cocktail with tequila. Or we're going to mix it up and actually add some mezcal to it. Are you going to change the name of the show to Drink Central Canada? Drink Central, yeah. We're just stop being tiki altogether. We're just, uh, you know, Drink Central. So, yeah. Okay, so you're not changing the name of the show to Drink Central Canada? No, no. It's still going to be Tiki Central, Can tiki Central Canada. Okay, so, so then explain to me. Yes. What makes the tiki drink a tiki drink? Because I asked you here earlier, is this a tiki drink? And you're like, no. Right. So what is a tiki drink? Okay, so to classify a tiki drink, at least in my in my perspective, humble opinion, or, or humble opinion, I guess, yeah, of course, there's opinions on this. Um, it's a drink that would be probably have its origin somewhere in the Polynesian community, either be in the Caribbean community or the Asian community or in the Polynesian region, like say like Hawaii or Australia or things like that. So those areas. Um, I think that the drinks now there's tons of drinks, of course, that are, are very summer drinks, very tropical drinks. I'm sure Mark can concur. There's not exactly an, an equation to this, but what is your thoughts on this for exactly just for, well, without getting to uh, whatever the, um, it's, he, it could have rum. It should have rum, but it may not have rum and it may have different fruit juices, but it also may not have fruit juices, may just have syrups. Uh, but it's essentially the drinks that were familiarized or whatever made famous by Don the Beachcomber or Trader Vic or the Contiki's. Those drinks and the variations they came from. And a lot of those drinks weren't Polynesian, they were Caribbean. Okay. And so those drinks are tiki drinks, even if they're not tiki drinks, like a Singapore sling. If it's served in a tiki restaurant, it becomes a tiki drink. Okay, I, I see. Yeah. 
So uh, you wouldn't see this cocktail on a tiki menu, in other words, what we're trying to say. Here. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think so. You'd, yeah. see, you'd see a tequila drink on a tiki menu, but you, mean, you probably would not see this one. Good question. Okay. That is a good question, by the way. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are like, well, Craig, what's exactly the That's difference between That's what I'm here for. Asking the questions. I'm the newbie that, that the... is trying to figure it out. Yeah. Okay. So um, tell me more about the drink. What's the origin of it? So uh, we've talked a lot about drinks and there's also two, just like the tiki drinks, this one also has rumors to actually who created the drink. Oh God. So it's not just one person going, yep, this is the only person. It's clear as a bell. This is where it started. No, there's all kinds of stories. So we're going to go through one or two of them just to break it down for you guys. So this is where I need uh, my Paula Spanish assistance here. And <laughs> she's dying over there already. Uh, okay, so, okay, so Don Javier Delgado. I got Corona. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen her excited like that. Right. <laughs> that was like, that, that was the first time that you <laughs> only got it like medium wrong the first time. Yeah. That's fantastic. Keep going. I would like to thank all the little people that made this possible. <laughs> uh, Paula and Mark and all the years of, uh, you know, butchering, you know, help me butcher my language. Um, <laughs> he was so scared that we started off. We're I, here for you. We're I, here to make fun I, of you. See, we're actually in Paul's domain. So I was afraid that she's going to have things to throw at me. Mm. <laughs> so I was like, oh no, I'm out of my own house now. Uh, so anyway, so like, yeah, that was from actually the early 1860s. So this drink goes way back. Okay, so Mexican bartender from La Capilla in... Okay. <laughs> Mark. Okay. Jalisco. A legendary Mexican bartender from La Capilla in Jalisco. There we go. <laughs> Named Don Javier Delgado Corona. That's right. See, now you guys can give me the facts. In the there 1860s. That's right, from 1860s. Folks, he writes these things down for us just so that we have an idea of what he's saying. Well, it's funny because like showing so the script, I, mean, I didn't do it on this one, but most scripts, I actually, you probably can concur this. I actually put a little bracket sometimes and actually how it should be pronounced. And still and I he gets still it wrong. <laughs> butcher the word. So why was he legendary, this Don Javier Delgado oh, Corona? Okay, so he actually invented the drink called Patanga, which is tequila, coke, lime juice, and salt. So this is more like a Cuba Libra. With tequila instead of rum and salted rim. So it's, it's basically the same kind of equation that the uh, Cuba Libra is. And uh, what's in the Cuba Libre? Yes. So that one, and a lot of people actually get this wrong. People think, okay, it's just rum and coke and that's all it is. No, it's rum and coke and lime juice. That's important. That the is lime important. juice is in there. Yes. So when we go back to the cocktail equation, cocktail is a spirit, a something bitter or tart, a sugar or something sweet, and water. So you have rum as your spirit, Coke is your sugar or your sweetness, lime juice is your tart, and the ice is the water. So that's how you make that drink. So that drink is also similar to uh, the drink that's in this recipe. So who else had claim to this fame? Aha. Uh -huh. So like we said, Tiki, there's always people like, well, no, I, clean, I made the drink. So in this one, in this situation, what it is is that the other source indicates that a bartender named Evan Harrison was the first to bring the Paloma to the USA. Uh, so the first time it went to print in the United States for the audience in a pamphlet was a popular cocktail of the Rio Grande. Well, the thing is, this is all not true. Oh, which one's right? So it is basically, this one is a fake uh, because what it is is that through the years, Wikipedia put this as an entry and so a lot of people do is when they go to Wikipedia, they'll make like, well, if it's on Wikipedia, it's got to be true. So what it is ends up that was a false entry 
Um, because Wikipedia is one of those things where, yes, I do go there for sometimes for sources, but I don't use that as the end all be a source because everyone can write on Wikipedia. Mark can write on Wikipedia. Paula can write on Wikipedia. I can write on Wikipedia. doesn't make it fact. And so it was a Wikipedia entry that exploded on the internet. And so there's also first reference showing popular cocktails of Rio Grande. And so the references that are on the, the site, there's nobody has ever found any kind of source of this pamphlet or even of Evan Harrison. So all that is a fake story. It's fake news, folks. Fake news. Okay. <laughs> so what's in the duck? Okay, so let's go through the drink. So this is actually a very easy drink, and it's going to be two ounces of tequila. Now that, you can use silver tequila or white tequila. My suggestion to you is either use um, uh, Casamingo, which is actually one of the ones I love using. It's a uh, George Clooney tequila, or a uh, 1800 silver tequila is another good one. Half ounce of lime juice, four to six ounces of grapefruit soda. Now this is going to be something that's going to be hard to find, and actually I actually have to change sources because... Where I buy my grapefruit soda now is now non-existent, so I have to find some other sources to go there. Uh, Mark, you mentioned like off camera, sort off mic there, that somewhere, or what was the source that you used for the grapefruit yeah, soda? Yeah, there's a Caribbean drink called Ting, T-I-N-G, mm-hmm. and it is a grapefruit soda. Ah. And it's quite popular in the Caribbean. The drink that they call it down there is Ting with a Sting. And, I love uh, that. And you, you tend to use the uh, the local stuff, so it's a little bit more woody or grassy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But if you have something like an overproof Ray and Nephew and grapefruit juice, mm-hmm. mm, yum. So it's available, in a lot of the major supermarkets have it, but they're pricing it for like over $2 for a little tiny bottle. But if you go to uh, Metro or other places like that or Caribbean stores, mm-hmm. you'll be able to find Ting for a lot cheaper price. And um, anyway, so yeah, so then uh, back to the recipe. So it's going to be a pinch of kosher salt. And uh, if you're, you know, making a string for example, like Norma or Paula, you're going to add some simple syrup in there, like maybe yes, half an ounce to an ounce of simple syrup. Early. Make it a little more sweeter so it's not so bitter. And uh, yeah, that is the recipe. Wow. So shake it or stir it? So what we can do is we're actually going to build this in a Collins glass uh, with ice in the glass. And so the optional garnish on this is a lime wheel or a grapefruit slice. Now we did talk and gave you guys the recipe for this cocktail. But here's what I would suggest, and this is what I've done in the past, is I'll use mezcal instead of the tequila. So, um, because, again, yes, tequila can have the burn to it, and it can be pretty, you know, we all know, we've all been there, right? Where it's like, whoa, you know, pretty powerful, pretty powerful stuff. Mezcal is a little more softer. It's got, yes, a smoke taste to it, but it's a little sweeter than tequila. So try mezcal, and, uh, you know, maybe you'll like it better. Who knows? Yeah. Okay. Mezcal is great. Do you have anything else that uh, you could uh, give a recipe for? Sure. So another recipe we're going to give you guys today is mezcal sour. So we've obviously heard about amaretto sours, pisco sours, whiskey sours, you know, the sour group basically. And uh, so, yeah, we're going to go through that recipe. Okay. And, and what's in that one? So in this recipe, it's going to be two ounces of mezcal, uh, one ounce of lemon juice, one ounce of simple syrup, one egg white, which I know Paula's like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> she, she's cringing over at the couch like, why, why, why? Uh, and I know a lot of people do. I mean, I, I know, I understand that. I get the whole concept. But actually, this day and age, there's so many cocktail bars that are doing that with sours, like putting an egg white into them. It's just become more common nature than you, than you I think. I believe it. Just don't yeah, tell yeah. me. Yeah, exactly. Don't don't tell me it's in there. I'm sure I would just love to serve drink it to me. Yeah, without knowing it's there. Yeah, the egg white is going to make it more fluffier, like more foamy. Mm. Uh, and then two dashes of orange bitters. Okay. 
Yeah. I'm assuming because of the egg white, this is shaken. Oh, we're going to shake this bad boy. We're going to shake it with ice and then strain it into a double old-fashioned glass. Garnish it with the bitters. So that's what you save the bitters for. And then an orange peel. So what is the difference between mezcal and tequila? I thought they were pretty well the same thing. Yeah, they come from the same region, but here's how it works. And I, I actually even thought the same thing. I thought like basically, okay, mezcal was this. And so apparently mezcal can be a tequila, but not all tequilas are mezcal. So what I mean by that is that tequila is actually only made by the blue agave plant. So the agave plant is a common plant that's also grown throughout Mexico. And it has a lot of different things that it's used for, not just for tequila or mezcal, but also too, it has medicinal properties like for skin, for burns, like see a sunburn or something like that. It's got a lot of uh, different things you can use it for. Even soups, agave soup, actually, if you're down in that region. Uh, I don't know, Mark, have you ever had agave soup? I have never had agave soup. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. I just was kind of curious. Uh, and mezcal is made from several agave plants. So uh, one is made with, tequila is made with blue agave, and then mezcal is made with all kinds of agave plants. There's actually 27 different types of agave plants. Wow. So mezcal will tend to be a little more on the smoke side. And uh, I think from research, if I remember correctly, and uh, I have to go back and look it up again, I'm pretty sure what it is is actually it's made in the ground, and it's basically the ground is burnt. Like they burn, they put a fire on top. So that's how you get that smoky flavor. Oh, that's pretty that's cool. That's interesting. Yeah. And then uh, usually it ends up being a little sweeter than tequila. So I think when they go through this burn process and they're burning it, it actually brings up the sugars. The sugars come to the surface and makes it sweeter. I expect that there's probably better mezcals than, than not. Exactly. Yeah. Mezcal is one of those things too, like not just like, like you know, like we've, I'm sure everyone knows that there's cheap tequila, which you try not to drink. And then there's like more expensive tequila. So it's the same thing for mezcal. You want to not like, you know, cheap out on it because it's going to be one of those ones where like, if you do cheap out on it, you're probably going to feel it the next morning. Hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's good. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's going to be like, yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I remember the one of those nights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mark's like, I remember those tequila days. Oh God. Yeah. I actually had a friend, so it was just a little story, quick little side note. So I used to play these poker tournaments every Wednesday, and my best friend was like the big, huge, big shot lawyer in, in the in the town that I was I was living in. And so we we always go there together. And so what it was that he had this tradition, and it actually I guess for most poker players I didn't realize this. I would buy the cigars for the for the night, and I would bring two cigars, so one for me, one for him. And so what we do is that we would throughout the night we'd I would give him the cigar, and he would smoke it. And we always end up at the final table, which means like, you know, the final eight people that are playing the game and we either, you know, go all the way to the top and then, or we'd lose whatever. So to him, he thought that was good luck, you know, me giving him a cigar. His interpretation of good luck was that uh, when I get to the final table and I'm trying to focus, because when you're playing poker, you have to be very focused and very like, you know, you're aware of your surroundings. He would send me over two shots of tequila every single time I got to the final table. And I would look over like, you bastard. Why, 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 why? Because I basically, you know, he, and what he also would do is he actually, if I got to the final table, he would take care of my tab, which was great. Because <laughs> it was like, great. I don't want to spend that $100 on freaking all my booze. He's going to pay for it. You know what I mean? So of course, in common courtesy, I would have the two shots of tequila. And uh, there'd be times where I'm pretty sure the shots basically affected my game. <laughs> you think? Because I'm thinking he wasn't your friend at all. <laughs> Like, uh, I'm in shock here. I'm like, what a bastard. I would say, no, thank you. Who are you trying to fool? <laughs> You're throwing me off my game, giving me two shots of tequila, mofo. Maybe he's thinking if he gives me two shots of tequila, he'll win the game. Of course. And I'll get knocked out. Of course. He was he was thinking one less person to worry person about. To worry about. There we go. 
And thank you for the cigar, by the way. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember my first uh, acquaintance with Mezcal. I guess it was a pretty cheap one. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. you got to tell it now. Well, yeah, it was uh, visiting a friend in Toronto. And uh, at the end of the bottle, there was one guy throwing up over the balcony, another guy throwing up in the, uh, in the bathroom and the rest of us singing Kansas city, Kansas city, here we come in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. So take it, you were part of the singing, the singing choir. Yeah, I was part of the singing choir. There Aww, we go. Uh, I was hoping you were the, the guy throwing up out, nope. out of the balcony. No, and of course that's nope. the, of course, then they always had the thing where they had the worm in it, right? Yeah. If you don't die from the worm <laughs> and you're still on the Day of the Dead, <laughs> tell us, Craig, some Day of the Dead facts. Okay, so we're going to talk about Day of the Facts Facts. So it's also called... Wait, Day of the Facts Facts? Yeah, Day, day, of, the, day, of, the, day of the Facts Facts. Uh, day of the Facts Facts. There we go. Okay, that's a lot of facts. Dia de los Mortos. Yes, that was super close. That was Portuguese right there. There we go. Woohoo! I'm Portuguese now. All right. <laughs> Portuguese, it's mortos. Spanish, it's muertos. Muertos. Yes, you there have to. Uh-huh. So it's two vowels together. Oh, ah, okay. Very cool. Muertos. Now, so correct me wrong, basically, just like French and Portuguese, there's like a male version of a word and a female version of a word, right? Yes. Like pronunciation stuff? Yes. I just gave an example. So what's an example of a word that's like, say, male and then female? <laughs> See, if you're if you're dead and you're a guy, you're a mor- morto. Morto. If you're dead and you're a girl, you're morta. Morta. There we go. I'm, I'm learning words along the way here. <laughs> now, it has to be five minutes from now. I have no clue. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> she knows me well. She's yes. like, yeah, right. Write that down with a pen, Craig. The first, uh, he, the first time he sat down there, he's like, oh, I might butcher this. And then he said it perfectly after we corrected it. I'm like, did you get the pen? Did you write it down? No, I'll remember. No, you won't. <laughs> no, uh, you won't. Who like, are you trying to fool? All right. So there's actually three days to the celebration. The first day is October 31st. That's the first day for kids. And then November 1st and November 2nd is the two days for adults. So on the first day with the kids, they put things that are for the kids, like food, their favorite food, pictures of them, uh, maybe some clothes or something, just in case, you know, maybe they're cold things like that at their gravesite or shrine. So on the next two days for the adults, we'll see things like smokes, you'll see booze, you'll see their favorite foods and things like that. It's the same day as in Brazil. We, we celebrate the Day of the Dead too. Mm-hmm. Um, we call it Finados, which is just dead. Just, it's just dead. Just dead. You're just dead. Yes. It's, dead. <laughs> it's not alive. It, it's just dead. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's yes. dead, Dave. Everyone's dead. <laughs> so uh, it used to be the celebrated actually for a whole month. This, this this certain celebration, Day of the Dead, used to be celebrated for a whole month, starting way back over three thousand years ago with the Aztecs. Wow. Yeah, three thousand years. This thing's been around longer than Christmas, I guess, if you think about it. Right. Yeah. Technically, it beat out Christmas. Okay, so. <laughs> So anyway, it was actually for them, the Aztecs, it was on the ninth month of their calendar. And so what it was that the combination of All Saints Day and All Souls Day, since the Spanish actually came to Mexico. Pan de Moretos, which is a bread, uh, symbolizes the fraternity offers to the souls. And the families will actually will picnic at the sites, the grave sites, and sleep overnight sometimes to honor the deceased or their loved ones. Well, that's oh. very cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
See, like we're, I think, I think though, if you did that in Canada, people would be like, "Well, okay, you're just a creep." Yeah, and at this time of year, you probably freeze too. Freezing your ass off, exactly. It was, yeah, that that celebration was not meant for Canada, that's for sure. <laughs> Holy crow, we'd be freezing your tush off. Mm-hmm. Woo! <laughs> but I remember as a kid. I mean, I'm sure Mark remembers. You know, as a teenager, it was a cool thing to go to the cemetery and like, you know, you'd all run in different directions, and then you would try to find each other, and of course, someone would scare someone. Now. Paula, you mentioned to us in conversation, we talked about this, like basically down in, in Brazil, the family ties is much more tight than it is here, say in Canada, the United States. Well, in other words, what I mean by that is that you guys will go visit your graves uh, multiple few, times a multiple year. Multiple times a year, right? Exactly. Yeah. We bring in, new flowers and clean it because like the graves are big and right. they're buildings. It's Ex- not like here that it's just a grass. Someone mows it. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's like that because the big buildings you're talking about is because you guys do actually have it. It's more sentimental to you guys. It means more meaning. Like, I'll give you, I mean, it it sounds bad. My my stepfather, I went to the funeral course. I haven't been to his grave since then. And it's not a matter of disrespect, I don't think. I think for me, it's just, I don't know. Maybe for me, it's like it's it's a closure, like the door's closed. And yes, I'll remember him, obviously, these days where I'm like, you know, it's his birthday or whatever, Christmas and things like that. It was always through time, like, you know, throughout the year, like, we'll post things about, oh, you know, I really miss missing my stepdad. But I don't like, I don't know why, I just don't have the urgency to go back to his grave. It's almost like closure, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, my mom and my aunt go to my my grandparents' grave all the time, all the time, like several times a year for many different occasions, definitely on November 2nd which is the Day of the Dead, on their birthday, stuff like that. It's definitely very, very different from, from here. Did you know? I, I did, did not. not. There we go. All right, so we'll give you some cool facts about Halloween. So the Celtic celebration of Halloween was called Samhain, which actually marks the end of the harvest season and the beginning of winter, or what they actually was known as the darker half of the year. So, you know, we, we obviously see it when summer's over, that's it, the sun goes down at four o'clock, and now it's going to be dark for the longer part of the year. I mean, it's a longer part of the day than it is during the summer. So people would build large bonfires to drive away the ghost spirits, which would be on that day of the year. So what it was is that because of the transition from a, a light part of the year to the dark part of the year, they figured that was the, the easiest day to, for, to, uh, for the spirits or the bad ghosts to come along and interfere with the living people. So they would build bonfires to draw the spirits away. Oh. Mm-hmm. So Halloween is the evening before the Christian holy day called All Saints, or Hollow Mass. Um, I guess like Christmas, yeah. right? Hollow Mass. Yeah. yeah. And thus, so giving the holiday on the 31st of October the full name of All Hallows Eve, which means the evening before All Hallows Day. Well, I did not know that. There we go. That's I've heard of All Hallows Eve, and now I know why. All Hallows Day. That's right. So we also know also during you guys are also during Halloween the two colors we always see all the time: orange and black, right? Mm-hmm. Orange and black. Like you get the pumpkins, you get the cat, you get the witch. All those things are usually in orange and black. So does anybody know why those colors are in particular? No, I already say I did not. That's right. I did not know, Craig. That's what we're doing this segment. I did not know. So the orange actually is the significance to the leaves changing colors and pumpkins being grown. And the black actually marks the days of dark days and the lack of sun. Oh, that sounds fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, good enough. Well, it's funny because like every time I always go to a Caribbean country and I see a flag in that Caribbean country, 
and has colors, I always ask, and you know, actually nine times out of 10, they usually end up telling me before I even ask what the colors mean, right? So like, you know, lots of times you'll see yellow and fishing the Caribbean flags and blue. So yellow and blue because the sun for the yellow and blue for like the sky or the ocean. So it's pretty cool that they actually put, implement those colors into their flag based on their surroundings. And that's the same thing in this situation for Halloween. So the orange, because all of a sudden everything's changing orange, all the leaves are changing orange, you get orange pumpkins now, and then also too, like the black, because now it's getting darker and it's doom and yeah. gloom. Are you like, so I don't know about you guys, I have this question. So Norma, when we get into like fall, because I, I love fall, fall's my favorite, for like my season of all. Mine too. Uh, fall, fall for Norma is almost the worst season because to her it means winter's coming, I don't like winter. She, well, I mean, I, I totally get it. But for her, it's almost like fall is like the end of summer and therefore winter is like on its way. That's the same for Justin. I actually asked him yesterday. Yeah. I was like, do you, isn't it gorgeous? Like the leaves changing and how beautiful the scenario gets. And he's like, no. I'm like, what do you mean? No. Yeah. <laughs> like it's absolutely breathtaking. Yeah, really the, beautiful. Yeah, like, the colors and everything. Yeah, exactly. It's absolutely gorgeous. He's like, no, I, I just feel like winter's coming. No, to me, it means winter's <laughs> almost here and fall is absolutely gorgeous. Let's <laughs> let's seize the day. Yep. Exactly. Carpe diem. Like, let's find the good in the season we're in. And also, too, but okay, so for you guys, I mean, I'm sure you can confer because you like, you're like your AC. Summertime, your wardrobe is very limited, right? It's too hot. You're wearing shorts and t-shirts and, you know, things like that. You get to fall and your whole wardrobe just opens up. You get sweaters, you get hoodies, you got jackets, you got pants, shoes and different kinds of shoes. And, you know, you just, for me, it's like, great. I get to wear all the really cool clothes I have in my lo my, my closet that I can't wear during the summer because it's too hot. For me, just the fact that it's not hot anymore, it's already good enough. Exactly. It's not like boiling hot. It's, it's, and then it's, it's, there's the plus that it's beautiful out. It's the yeah. most beautiful season ever. And there's no bugs. No and bugs. No bugs. No, anything, a lot of like, people from not around here don't realize that we get bugs all the time, all, all the summer time. long, That's and then true. no bugs. Yeah, and because uh, I remember being places you sit outside, you can't sit outside here. Yeah, you know, bugs, 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 and finally, you know, especially we after a certain time of day, yeah. <laughs> forget yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. And also, unfortunately, no, this year doesn't count. But for me, I love is that when September comes around, everyone goes back to school. And I get the city to myself, middle of the afternoon, I can go to the mall and there's no lineups. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's changed now. Now everyone's home and... Uh, yeah. And the lineups are outside. And the lineups are outside now. It's like, great. And uh, yeah, if it rains, like, oh, this is even better now. <laughs> exactly. Because yeah. you were asking me the other day, like, what's going to happen like during the wintertime when you have to line up outside waiting to get into stores? And I'm like, I don't know. I think a lot of people are not going to be shopping. That's what's going to happen. Yep. <laughs> I forgot in the last show that I had to send my coworker, Kat. She listened to us and oh, yeah? she loved it. She said, it's very well produced, by the way. She said, congratulations, Craig. <laughs> That's only the hours of like not sleeping. Yes. <laughs> but she said, the, the Tiki guy's an asshole. Is that what she said? Oh! Yes. That's exactly. <laughs> Are you serious? But I want, I want us to send a kiss to her. Okay. Like a, hey, Kat. You know? Hey, Kat out there. Can I? Can I? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to read it to you after what she wrote. It's super cute because okay. she usually just listens to True Crime Garage. Yeah. And uh, and she liked our show. Okay, well, okay, so because she said, oh, I forgot to tell you when I saw you that I listened to Tiki Central. And again, I stand by my opinion that you have a beautiful voice for a radio podcast. And I said, oh, thanks, Kat. Did you enjoy the show or is it not up your alley? Then she says, it's not my usual type, but it's still entertaining. 
and I do like the drink suggestions. I listened to the five summer drinks episode. I'd listen to some more episodes for sure. Have to find podcasts other than my usual murders and conspiracies. I'm up for any podcast that is well-produced, which TC really is, informative to the point, and just the right amount of chit-chat and joking around. Some podcast hosts give side, get sidetracked and go off topic, and it drives me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> this is what editing's all about, folks. <laughs> and then I said, we sidetrack sometimes, but Craig does a great job of cutting them short while that's, editing. <laughs> that's right. While editing, exactly. It's all, it's all in the editing. That's where it's all. <laughs> it's like, geez. If only they knew. Like, sometimes the show is like two hours long, but we cut it down to 40 minutes. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, oh, jeez. Anyhow, yeah. tell us who we are. All right, so let's tell everybody who we are. We are www.tikicentralcanada.ca. Or .com. There you go. And on that website, sort of that page, you will see the recipes to this episode, all the details and links to this episode. Uh, we will put some cool stuff on there about Halloween and Day of the Dead. And uh, yeah, if you didn't, actually, we'll also put the link for last year's show because last year's show was really cool. We did a lot of information last year on Day of the Dead as well. And uh, hope that everyone's going to enjoy Halloween, by the way. Uh, I know it's going to kind of suck in some ways because obviously there's no trick-or-treating and there's no um, parties. I mean, the numbers have to go down. So, hey, we got to do what we got to do to make sure we're all safe, right? We got to do what we got to do. So, and anyway, so also too, there is an episode page. There is a recipe page. And on that page, what you do is you click on anything you want, any link you want. It brings you down to where you want to go. And then to get back to the top, you simply click on the right side there. There's an arrow. You click on that and it brings you up to the top. And we do have a subscribe page. Please do subscribe. Act now. We'll throw in Mark. Yay. (laughs) I'm here. I'm available. One of Mark's mugs. No, I'm joking. He may or may not do your dishes. We'll see. (laughs) But do lock up your liquor cabinet. I do recommend that, though. Okay. You can just mark the bottles. <laughs> no, because you'd be like, you know, like when you're a teenager. Don't you remember doing it as Fill a teenager? Fill it with water. Fill it with water. <laughs> and then you go have a vodka and soda, and it's like, okay, this is all water. What yeah. the friggin' hell? Because <laughs> even Norman mentioned that. She's like, why don't you just mark the bottles? I'm like, yeah, right. Hello. <laughs> it's like, no, see what I do? I weigh my bottles. Because it gets down to fractions of grams, like fractions of weight. So if he's going to put water back in it, guaranteed, it's not going to go back up to where it was before. <laughs> gotcha. No, I just threaten on the different types of rums. No, no, no. Yeah, you can drink that one. No, <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah. yeah, we went on vacation when we went this, uh, this year in Antigua. And literally, it's funny. So we took Diego down to the, the, the cellar where all the, all the boozes and stuff is, all the bottles are. And because I, I, I kind of thought that same process. I'm like, okay, if he's going to steal something, I need to point out to him which ones to steal. <laughs> so I went like, all these are untouchable because I can't get them again. And the Smirnoff vodka and the Bacardi rum, these are okay because I can get these. <laughs> and they're cheap. <laughs> So if you're going to steal anything, okay, or you're going to drink anything, this is the shelf to go for. <laughs> and Norman's like, okay, you gave him the options. There we go. Worked for me. Exactly. Because <laughs> I remember doing that. I mean, hello, like, oh, it's some water and it's all good to go. There we go. And anyways, so yes, uh, we will have a newsletter coming out, uh, or if it hasn't already in this month. And on that page, like I saw that newsletter, we talked about at the beginning of the show there, Mark will have some tiki mugs. It's going to be really cool, I think. I think this is a really cool option. It came to me as soon as you walk into his shrine. And yes, I kind of call it a shrine because the whole household is tiki everywhere. And I was like, okay, this has got to be part of the show. Like, this is phenomenal, mind-blowing, and it's got to be got to be shown off. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to show off Mark's tiki mugs. Here we go. There we go. <laughs> 
Paula, how you doing over there? Hungry. Very hungry. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, folks, so we're going to go off and make some drinks here for you guys. And uh, well, for us, we're not making it for you guys personally, <laughs> but we're making it for ourselves. Um, sorry, that's just the way the ball rolls. And uh, yeah, so I hope you guys enjoy the show. And please do stay tuned for the next show. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Well, I don't know about you, but I got informed. Guys, hey, guys, where's my drink? I, I would just stop saying it all together okay, so okay. that you don't have to cut it okay, out. Okay. Or you can start swearing now. <laughs> beep. <laughs> and Mark's been going, so you say beep? I said, yeah, you said beep. Okay, you beep say beep? It is. I say beep.